Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Uh, I recently read about another incident involving a giant UFO. Uh, we've, of course, uh, we hear about these stories every now and then. Of course, there's the most famous one probably has to be the 1997. Um, uh, Phoenix Lights story where like a thousand people in, in Arizona saw a gigantic uh, triangular or V-shaped craft hovering throughout the skies silently. Um, and of course, this happens all the time. And of course, there's that famous case from uh, uh, 1987 in uh, or 1986 rather uh, involving a Japanese uh, Japan Airlines cargo flight 1628 where uh, there was a an aircraft that was en route from Paris to Narita International Airport near Tokyo, uh, where the, the crew basically saw uh, several uh, UFOs, including one gigantic, what they would, what the pilot, what the uh, pilot described as a mothership, uh, basically, you know, flying along with them. And uh, here was another incredible story, uh, and it, it was just it was mentioned recently uh, during a podcast, uh, the Chris. Lado podcast he had a guest on a guy named bob mcguire uh chris Lado, of course does a lot of uh videos on youtube uh with regard to ufos in fact i'll you know if you, you're probably aware of it, if you're listening to my podcast and i'm sure you're probably aware of uh, aware of chris Lado's uh videos on youtube but i'll leave the link for his youtube video where this is discussed uh there was a guy named bob mcguire apparently this guy did some classified work on some uh, Navy vessels uh, throughout the years, and on, and he was talking about a couple of different incidents uh, during that uh, interview. Uh, one of them involved a, 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 a he was on a submarine, and uh, there was a unidentified submerged object uh, that came that that they encountered. But I'm not going to talk about that. I want to talk about this. This is a gigantic object uh, uh, that uh, appeared over a ship over a Navy carrier. Uh, in 2008 and here's an article about this uh, about this incident that appeared last week in uh, the Daily Star out of the UK and the headline reads glowing UFO towered over US Navy ship in typhoon and was so big it stopped rain Bob McGuire was on board the USS Blue Ridge during a typhoon in 2008 when a gigantic glowing craft allegedly appeared overhead it was so big that it protected the entire ship from rain. Well, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Anyway, let's read the article here. It says, A United States Navy aircraft carrier was shrouded by a mysterious craft during a typhoon that was so big it stopped rain hitting the ship, one person on board has sensationally claimed. Bob McGuire, who claims to have worked on classified projects on board Several vessels previously revealed the chilling encounter while on a nuclear submarine. Well, that's the nuclear submarine story. That's that's something for a different day. Anyway, continuing, it says, but that wasn't the only bizarre time he has witnessed unidentified objects. Speaking to Chris Lato on his YouTube channel, Bob recalled a huge shape hovering over the USS Blue Ridge in 2008. He explained, while we were going from Thailand to Vladivostok during port calls in 2008, we went through a typhoon and the typhoon had 90 knot winds and 40 to 50 foot seas. I was on the bridge and noticed that even though we were in a typhoon and it was raining like mad, there was no rain hitting the ship. I looked out the window and looked up and could see a glow above us in the sky. It wasn't very bright but I could see it. Whatever it was, was blocking off the rain from the entire ship from stem to stern. 
Bob described the lights as yellowish and appeared to be on a flat surface. As he continued watching, the object suddenly grew brighter before taking off straight up. As soon as it did, the rain returned. The logical inference is that it was a gigantic craft that took off, he concluded. Uh, and then it, I'm, I'm not going to read the rest of the article. I just wanted to read that little segment there and then talk about it. Uh, now, sometimes this kind of thing seems to happen where these gigantic craft just seem to show up. And they seem to, you know, for the most part over the years, uh, a lot of times they show up uh, near military installations over ships. You, you hear stories about this kind of stuff. Uh, these gigantic, incredibly gigantic craft that, uh, you know, like some people in, in Phoenix, when they saw that Phoenix uh, Lights craft, uh, some people said it was so big it could let you could land it, uh, you know, you could land it several giant planes on on the thing. It was so big. I mean, it was uh, the, actually the the governor at the time, Fife Symington, Symington, he said that that was the biggest thing he ever saw in his life. So sometimes these things show up, and this one was so big. Imagine it was basically serving as an umbrella over over the ship. I mean, it was stopping rain from hitting the ship during a typhoon and you have to wonder i mean this is what i wonder like when these things show up now in this case particularly it's a giant navy carrier okay and, and all of a sudden there's this gigantic gigantic craft i mean this ain't your regular you know flying saucer you know let's say the the sport model type flying saucer that uh, bob lazar talks about this is something that's so big it just defies logic it's it's you can't even imagine it and, and a lot of them these things are usually running silently you know there's no sound like you know what kind of what kind of technology is capable of doing something like that well it's technology that we don't have and nobody else in this world has and that's you know one of the reasons why why governments of the world don't want to talk about this they don't want to acknowledge uh the extraterrestrial reality because then they have to talk about these kind of things and a lot of times there's a lot of people that see these things and they're told, that, hey, we, we can't talk about this, this kind of stuff. I mean, a lot of pilots, a lot of uh, pilots over the years, just commercial jet uh, for on commercial jet airliners. They're, they're, they're basically they don't want to talk about it because they're afraid of losing their jobs. Uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that happens. But, you know, I have to wonder, you know, why would something like this show up over a, a, a Navy carrier and. You know, I read that article and I was thinking, and I looked at the video too, and of course, I have links for both of them uh, in the description. But, you know, I'm wondering, you know, what's the reason for that? I mean, is it, uh, you know, the first thing you would that comes to mind some, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, you know, maybe they're just, uh, they're, they're, it's an investigation. They're, 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 they're uh, basically, it's an intel mission, basically. They're trying to see what we got or something like that. That's, that could be one, one way of looking at this. Another way of looking at this, though, could be like it could be like them saying something like, "Hey, we got your, we got our eyes on you, and we're watching you. You better be careful." You know, uh, that could be one of the things. I mean, I've recently been talking a lot about, uh, you know, what I think uh, that aerial school incident, what the message was behind that. Of course, uh, I'll just give a brief overview of that. In 1994, September of 1994, uh, at this aerial school, this elementary school in Zimbabwe, uh, Africa, uh, you know, a bunch of kids at 1030 in the morning were on recess and, and you know, and, and all of a sudden a flying saucer shows up, lands, uh, extraterrestrial beings exit the craft and and one of the beings starts communicating telepathically with some of the little kids and they're and they're you know uh, sending messages into the kids brains uh these, there were several kids that had uh were felt said that they were being uh communicated uh with 
telepathically and the messages were, were showing them destruction and chaos and uh, you know that were destroying the world and uh, I, I, I'm starting to think that that was a warning basically a warning to the rest of the world that, that to, to, to not use nuclear weapons right and of course there's been you know beyond that I mean there's been how many incidents throughout the years other stories have we heard you know with uh, flying saucers showing up over uh, nuclear missile silos like in the United States and other countries in Russia there was a case too uh, and and basically in, in the one case in, in in the United States in 1967 in uh, Montana I believe you know there, it was uh, basically they turned off all the missiles you know basically shut everything down the flying saucer showed up all of a sudden everything you know goes down uh, and then in a case a different case that happened in Russia at, at some later date uh, apparently miss the missiles in the silo were were all turned on you know ready for action. Uh, I mean, what's I mean to me? That seems like there might be a message here, and and the message is, I mean, again, this is all speculation, and I don't know if this is true or not. But the message could be is that, well, you know, if you uh, if any of you countries decide to use nuclear weapons against each other, well, there's going to be you're going to have big problems. And I think one of the problems that we're going to have possibly is that these aliens are going to show their face at that point. Like if say, if, for instance, right now Russia is threatening the Ukraine with the uh, nuclear weapons and you have a madman basically in charge in russia and if and if 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 this thing keeps if this thing keeps escalating and at some point he decides to launch a nuclear bomb and it goes off and somewhere in ukraine that could spell the end of of humans basically uh being in charge of themselves i i believe that that's a possibility that basically these aliens are looking at this planet and the way we behave and they're concerned i i think maybe it's not just them either it could be a whole bunch of different alien uh races out there a whole bunch of different ones that are concerned that if we keep developing tech uh, if we keep advancing technologically and we don't get control of ourselves and we don't stop killing ourselves and in fact if we take it too far and decide to start dropping nuclear bombs on ourselves well maybe we're just not fit to uh uh, you know take care of ourselves anymore and maybe they're going to either obliterate us or take over the planet that could be what's going on here and maybe when these things show up over a navy, that navy ship in 2008 stopping basically during a typhoon and stopping the rain maybe it's just hey you know it's, it's the aliens saying something like hey hey boy now look at we know you're tough and everything but guess what we're tougher out there and uh, just keep that in mind you know, maybe that's what they're saying. You know, we 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 will take over this whole damn planet. We'll we'll kick you right out of here. Maybe that's what the, maybe that's what the message is. Okay, they show up like that. Yeah, we have this big impressive navy carrier uh, carrier out there floating. You know, and next thing you know, these aliens are. You know, they're always seems that they always seem to show up in a lot of military installations. They always seem to be buzzing around our our uh, fighter jets. And there's all these different stories, right? And the military doesn't like to talk about it. You know, they don't want to tell anybody about this. Um, and, and really, the reason is, is because the military-industrial complex is just about power, money. It's, it's all that kind of stuff. Really, that's the bottom line. The military-industrial complex, complex exists for war. They want war. But I think that these visitors are looking at us, possibly, again, this is pure speculation on my behalf, but I, I'm trying to figure, you know, we, we none of us really have an answer of what's going on here, right? But when you look at the big picture of it all, like the when you, when you consider what's going on here, you have cattle mutilations. In fact, that's still ongoing. I mean, recently there was, I talked about in a different podcast that there's cattle mutilations ongoing. In fact, there was a whole bunch of cattle mutilations that just occurred in the past few months in Colorado. In fact, I was watching a, uh, a Linda Moulton Howe 
recent video, and she said, I mean, I don't know where, you know, she's saying that they were bloodless, that all these cattle are bloodless. There's no signs of any predator. Uh, there's no answers. They don't have any answers of how this is happening. And the article that I was talking about in a recent podcast with, with regard to those cattle mutilations, it didn't give any information on the condition of the, those animals. It just said that they don't have any answers, basically. Now, Linda Moulton Howe is saying now that they're all bloodless. So just like the, the you know, the, the, the recognizable uh, uh, end result of, of, of uh, potential alien mu cattle mutilations is, is, is apparently prevalent in, the, in these recent cases in Colorado, according to her. So... You know, and I, I suspect that the reason, you know, one of the possible reasons, and I, I you know, a lot of us uh, think this actually, is that maybe they're they're draining the blood from these from these cows because that's they live off blood. These aliens are apparently uh, insects, advanced insects, and they live off blood. So that's you know that's their food source possibly, and that's the reason for that. So that's still going on. That shows that shows that they're still up to this uh, 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 mutilating cattle, right? It's, so they're still here. They're up to something. They're very, uh, they seem to be very interested in what we're doing, right? And then you have the, the alien hybridization program ongoing, and I think that that's a method of basically creating these beings that look like humans, but they're actually aliens, and, and at some point, if we if we humans decide to take things too far, uh, somehow the, the, they'll, they'll all be uh, triggered into going into action and, and somehow maybe these aliens somehow take over the world i mean I, again it sounds insane but you know you have to wonder if they're here and they're and these things are happening you have to wonder what the purpose is behind it all and of course i mean a lot of us know that they are here of course a lot of us have out have had experiences or sightings and you know I've, of course i've seen one of these beings so i know that it's real I, i've seen one of the craft i know that it's real and a lot of other people have known it's real and plus there's a lot of information out there to show that they're real so you have to wonder when you put all of this stuff together and you start thinking about it well okay well why would they show up over a navy vessel and stop the rain was it just intel gathering? I mean, what what's the purpose of that? I mean, how many times over over the decades have they done things like this? I mean, had, you you would think at this point they would have enough data on us and and our technology, but uh, and so that makes me wonder. Maybe there's a different purpose. Maybe the purpose is is that they're sending. They're, that's part of a message too. It's like, hey, we're watching you. You better look out. Don't go too far, or guess what? You're in trouble. We're taking over. It's just a theory. But hey, we, we don't get any answers from our government. They, they, you know, the United States government, for instance, has for years now been lying about this. They're still not the, they still haven't come clean. And uh, I, I don't know if they ever will. Uh, I don't think they ever will unless unless something uh, something happens that's beyond their control. That's that's how I feel right now. I, I believe that it's going to take something beyond our control, beyond their control, and they're going to have to admit to it. Uh, that's how I see it. But then again, there are other people who believe maybe that uh, we are very close to disclosure. Um, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope they're right. I guess we'll see. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, I want to talk about uh, that possible disclosure and uh, what just happened this past week and uh, how that might uh, spell uh, good things for people who are uh, wanting disclosure. Okay, we are back. Okay, this past week, uh, the Senate, the United States Senate, uh, basically passed the bill 
uh, the $858 billion uh, National Defense Authorization Act bill. And that means uh, in, in that bill, as we've all been uh, talking about for a long time now, in that bill, uh, there's language that provides uh, protection for anybody uh, within the Pentagon who wants to blow the whistle on what they know uh, with regard to UFOs uh, and or extraterrestrials. And now, so now the only thing that needs to happen and which will most certainly happen before the end of this year, uh, I would say by New Year's, probably before Christmas, maybe even, is that uh, uh, President Biden just needs to sign that and then it's a done deal. That means uh, there's whistleblower protection for anybody out there who decides to blow the whistle uh, on what they know about UFOs that's not been getting told to Congress and the public. Now, uh, from how I understand this, like uh, once this is once the president signs this now, if somebody wants to blow the whistle. Right. The way it seems like it's going to work, they're going to have to talk to Congress first. Right. They're, 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 apparently they need to go to Congress. It's not like so everybody's going to sh start showing up on on news channels or anything like that. From the way it, it's it seems like it's written, the way this bill is presented, um, <clears throat> the people would have to basically go to Congress and in Congress most there certainly will probably have a closed meeting on it first. Right. Uh, and and I get, I'm assuming that's how it's going to happen. Now, there have been some people, uh, uh, some people who have contacts within the Pentagon and contacts with some of these insiders, uh, you know, who, who uh, potential whistleblowers who have indicated over over this past year that uh, there's people ready to step forward and they can't wait to do it. In fact, one of these people is uh, Dr. Uh, Gary Nolan from Stanford, a Stanford professor who's uh, shown a great interest in UFOs. Also, people like Lou Elizondo. There's a lot of different people out there who have contacts within the Pentagon who seem to believe that there are going to be people stepping forward with what they know. Um, now, of course, I would rather them... I, I think to blow the whistle properly on something like this, instead of going to Congress, right, I think the proper thing to do would be going right to the press, Right and and blowing the whistle that way, going going to major uh, media outlets and and basically providing uh, information. I mean, and preferably information that makes the whole thing undeniable. You know, I don't want to see. I mean, if blowing the whistle to me, I hope it's not you know somebody else stepping forward and saying they they saw a UFO once. You know, something like uh, 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 for instance, like uh, the people like Bob so Robert Solis, a, a guy who who said he was at this uh, nuclear missile silo back in uh, you know 1967, and a UFO showed up and shut down all the missiles. I I mean that's that's great, that's great stuff. But it's, again, that's not that's that still could be open for debate. Then we need to have stuff that that ends the debate so if anybody steps forward i'm hoping these whistleblowers aren't just coming up and telling their stories right what they saw what they experienced you know we need to have actual documentation or some sort of physical proof preferably physical proof actually maybe an alien body an actual alien body perhaps something anything to prove this that proves this that makes it undeniable that shows that that shows that for the for a fact that the government has been covering this up for all these decades. That that would be true whistleblowing on something like that. Coming up with just stories like because there's how many different uh, officials from the military over the decades have stepped forward and and and, and said that there's something going on uh, behind the scenes that they're they're not telling us the, the the public the whole truth. I mean, for instance, just for the, in the Roswell case, how many different people who were actually in the military, including 
uh, the late uh, Jesse Marcel Sr., who was the first person to step forward. He was uh, uh, the, the top intelligence guy at the uh, Roswell Army Air Base uh, back in 1947 who handled some of this material. And, and he stepped forward uh, in the late 70s and said, hey, uh, you know, there was this stuff was not from this world. Of course, he didn't have anything to show. He didn't have the absolute proof. So, of, of course, you know, debunkers and, you know, people in the media, you know, uh, they didn't know whether to take them. You know, of course, the debunkers said, well, you don't have the proof. So that doesn't mean anything. We, we still don't believe you. And then they just move on. Like the whole thing's all a nonsense to them. But we need people that if there's going to be a real whistleblower, right, in this whole thing, a real whistleblower is going to be somebody who steps up to the plate and, uh, and basically provides the undeniable proof. That's the kind of whistleblowers we're going to need here. Uh, now, again, I don't know if there's anybody like that who in the Pentagon right now who has access to materials that could actually, you know, you know, present information that makes it undeniable. And again, you know, I don't like this whole idea of taking it to Congress first and maybe Congress makes a decision on whether to show it to us or not. I mean, I'm not sure about that one. You know, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. I mean, I think you should go right to the press. In fact, I would uh, throw out this little, uh, uh, you know, suggestion to anybody out there who is planning to blow the whistle on this. Make sure you have all your ducks in order, right? Right. Make sure your ducks are, are lined up and in order. In fact, you know, make sure you have, uh, in the event anything, ha for instance, in the event anything happens to you, like say you say you're planning to step forward and blow the whistle on something. Make sure you have a package, you know put someplace that's going to get sent to several media outlets in the event some all of a sudden you just happen to you know get killed in a car accident or something right make sure you got stuff all lined up just the, in, in the event something happens to you make sure you do those things because you never know you know it, it, it seems like the, the the military the people who are in charge of this secret really want to keep it secret they don't want to share it so make sure right that you got everything lined up Right, because they don't—they they want to hold on to this secret for as long as they possibly want, and we know this because, uh, you know what what happened just recently in late October. You had that bogus New York Times article where you had a couple of anonymous Pentagon sources, right, uh, telling uh, the New York Times that yeah, the in this new report. By the way, a UFO report. Let's just stop here for a second. A UFO report that was due on October 31st that we didn't. Nobody's gotten it yet. The, the Pentagon was supposed to uh, have this report sent to Congress on October 31st of this year. And it's not, we're almost, it's almost Christmas time. And right before that release of that report, a few days before that report came out on October 28th, the New York Times has this story with anonymous Pentagon sources saying that there's 366 objects in this uh, UFOs that are in this uh, report. And more than half of them have been determined to be Chinese spy drones or, or uh, air clutter, right? Uh, balloons and, and garbage, you know, stuff like that, all right? Uh, and the rest of it, they don't know the answer to. But if they did have more information, they say that they they could, it's definitely not extraterrestrial, you know, how stupid is that? But that's what it said. So it seems like there's been an effort behind the scenes by some people within the Pentagon, within the military industrial complex, who's ever in charge of Majestic 12 or these uh, private contractor organizations, right, that have been sitting on this whole thing for all these decades. There's still an effort out there. They do not want to share this information to the public. And there has to be, a, there's another group of people that do want to get this information out so any potential whistleblowers out there please have your ducks all lined up hopefully you have this information you know already passed out to certain people in fact you know and, and in the event something happens 
you know, and, and hopefully make this information undeniable kind of stuff, not nonsense, not not stories, not like Robert Sala's stories. You know, I'm talking about documentation, not your experiences. You know, not, oh, I saw a bunch of UFOs back in 1995. No, 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 that's not going to help. That doesn't do anything. That just adds, you know, that's, you know, skeptics will say, well, that's nothing. Well, we, we need to get, the, we, we need something that's going to shut these skeptics and debunkers up, right? So come up with some real stuff here. Like, it's, you know, in fact, it, and I've, I've talked about this before. If some way you could bring, bring a part of a dead alien, if you could do it, I don't know, figure something out. You know, because again, these people in the Pentagon, the, the ones who are the, the, the puppet masters in there, the ones who are on top of this whole thing, the ones who really don't want to get this out there, right? The ones who really want to keep making money from, uh, I don't know what their, I don't know what their reasoning is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's all the, we talk about it all the time on here. I mean, it could be because of the panic it's going to cause. It could be because of the, the reverse engineering. I mean, what's the, who's, who knows? It could be a combination of a bunch of different things of why the cover up is continuing. But these, there's, there's a certain group or could be because of their religion religious beliefs too that's something else we've been hearing there's some people who are extremely religious in the pentagon and uh we don't want it to we don't want anyone to know about this because this goes against my religion now there's some people hell-bent on keeping this from the public hell-bent and they don't want you to see it so uh hopefully there's some whistleblowers out there who are you know who see this and, and, and understand the, the ramifications of all of this and, and, and are taking measures to, to ensure their safety and in the, in the event of something happening to them that they do, do, they do have uh, some other places where this information could be sent to where it's, it becomes, it gets into the public domain and it, then you can't stop it anymore and then we just move on with this nonsense. We get, a, we get over that hump finally because this is getting tiring. It's very very tiring as i've been talking about uh you know recently i i, I who I, it's just we're like we're playing this stupid game it's a stupid game of hiding reality and 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 the bureaucracy that that's in the middle of of the of the between the phenomenon and the public there's like this bureaucracy in the middle of it all basically uh preventing reality from people from understanding what's really going on here uh, and it's, it's time to get over this hump. Anyway, uh, just one more thing. I want to just mention this to my uh, podcast listeners. Um, I, I don't usually ask for favors, and this is a very small favor. And uh, I'm very close on my YouTube channel version of this whole show that I do. I'm very close to reaching 1,000 subscribers. I think I'm about 70 70 uh, away right now 70 i need 70 more subscribers and i'll be at a thousand i would be very much like to get to a thousand uh already it's it's been a long hard you know for whatever reason my podcast is doing very well uh i i have a lot of followers uh but on youtube it's been a because of the competition i guess i just hard for me to 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 for people to find my channel uh and i i i I, you know, I need to get to a thousand subscribers. If I have a thousand subscribers, then that, then I think the YouTube, I believe that the YouTube algorithm will actually, uh, would probably share my stuff a lot more with people looking for UFO content. But right now, because I'm under a thousand, I'm not getting that. Uh, and it's very, it's very tough. So, uh, if any, if, if any of my podcast followers, uh, are, uh, interested and if you have the time, when you have a chance, you could check out my YouTube channel. It's called Quirk Zone. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave the link for my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Quirk Zone. And just if you could follow me, 
uh, become a subscriber rather on my YouTube channel. That would help me out a lot and help me get to a thousand subscribers. But anyway, I also want to say thank you very much for also uh, becoming a follower of my podcast. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate that very much. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, what I try to do is I try to, uh, I, I try to give it the way I, I try to talk about it the way I think it needs to be talked about, like a, like a human being. I don't sit here. I'll think about things before I do the podcast, but I don't. I don't sit here and I don't read off a script or anything like that. I'll read some stuff from an article and things like that. I'm just. I think it needs to be talked about, like you know, in in a tone that's realistic uh because i don't i think uh, one of the and, and another thing too is i think you need to deal with debunkers in a different kind of way too too many times you know you, you know over the years i've been you know watching all different kinds of ufo documentaries and you hear interviews with different people over the years and it seems when a lot of times when you have a debunker and a and a and a ufo proponent of somebody who believes that there's something going on on a on a show at the same time you know basically the the a lot of times over the years it seemed to me that the uh the the ufo believer is is someone very timid and doesn't really know how to react with the debunker and my, one person who was uh, an exception to that was the late stanton friedman uh like he would really you know hammer back at these people and, and give it to them and there's not enough of that you know i i think you need to every time when i see a debunker saying stupid stuff like i'm, I'm gonna come back you know i'm gonna you know punch back uh, figuratively you know and i think that's the way you need to handle debunkers and i also believe that you know there's a certain way that this whole subject needs to be approached rather than just uh, it's there's too much of the same there's too much of the same i mean we we need to move on to this next level already and and i i think people need to get upset and i think people need to start contacting their their con in, the, in the united states of course there's people all over the world listening to my podcast which is another thing um so I appreciate that too. But in, in the United States, people here really need to start contacting their Congress people and, and complaining about this. I mean, that's what I, I'm, I believe that people need to contact people in Congress and say, or send an email or something and say, hey, what's going on with this UFO cover up already? There's obviously something going on. So how about we do something about it? You know, how about you do something about it? We put you in the office. How about getting this done? Now, it seems like they are getting some stuff done, but I mean, don't do any, I, I think we need to wait and see what happens now. Like in the next month or so, we're going to find out uh, with this whistleblower stuff, we're going to find out uh, if anything's, if we're going to get anything. I, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to see if anything happens. Again, I've, I've been pessimistic about it recently, and I really hope I'm proven wrong. But anyway, getting back to what I was asking here, if, if so, if. If any of my listeners out there could uh, become subscribers to my YouTube channel, if you're not already, I, I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much.